Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7 La Edge. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, Tabor bringing it on the board. Monday of the national championship game, or is like we, as some people would like to say, uh, the number one team in the SEC against the number three team in the SEC. Right. Uh, interesting stuff going on. We're brought to you as always by the man, the myth, the legend, Doctor David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Shout out to Dr. Weber and uh, the OCS Wrestling Eagles this weekend. Oh, give us an update. Uh, they went down to Bruley yep. and uh, just across the river there in Baton Rouge and took second. And Bruley is to wrestling uh, in South Louisiana like West Monroe is to football in North Louisiana. They're the real deal. Matter of fact, my uh, great friend of mine is the principal at Bruley. He calls them, quote, unquote, a cult. Really, a wrestling call. It's a Cam Newton, and I know it's easy to hate on Cam Newton. I know it's easy to like Cam Newton, and I'm sort of indifferent. But I watched Cam Newton take that shot, and brother, that was a shot. And Cam Newton is almost like Shaquille O'Neal in the sense that big guys don't get a lot of calls. You know, if you're a big quarterback or if you're a big guy in the NBA, people can foul you. You're supposed to be able to. They can hammer you, and you simply just do not get the calls that a smaller individual well yeah for example drew Brees is going to get more roughing calls on him than cam newton because he's a lot smaller dude uh just the way it is right and so i watched cam take that shot and the new nfl concussion protocol is you gotta go to the locker room well they put cam in the heidi in the heidi tent yeah exactly uh he came back out and he was fine but i saw him go to the ground now the spin is well, we told him to go down. We told him to take that knee. I'm not sure what a concussion protocol is, and I guess you'd have to have a neurologist or maybe we can get, uh, you know, Saul Graves or somebody on there to, to really give us an idea, or maybe even an athletic trainer. But uh, if that wasn't concussion-worthy, I'm not sure what is. And you begin to wonder, you know, like Cam Newton, don't like Cam Newton, that cat's taking some shots over the since in his professional career. I mean, he gets unloaded off. He does, and you know the the Panthers made an effort in the off season to try to to try to improve that offensive line. Um, Trey Turner of LSU is that starting left guard, I think, for the Panthers, and uh, I think all of the uh, you know there, there's no question had uh, they not missed that uh, pass in the end zone early in the game and uh, missed the uh, field goal, but, although Gano hits a 48 yarder later, um, you know again a five point game, the Panthers. You know, uh, uh, Coach Ron Rivera was was interviewed after the game. He thought the uh, intentional grounding call 
and the 10-second runoff was a little bit of uh may have cost them dip, you know the game. I don't know. But anyway, uh, for whatever reason, the Saints have beaten the Panthers three times this year and are going on to Minnesota. But that doesn't take away anything to your point. Uh, when Cam Newton is on, he's pretty darn good. Well, and the Cam Newton, and, and Rich, you just sent this, this text, and I appreciate it. And this is uh, Chris DeWinsky. He goes, uh, the Cam Newton visor poked him in the eye is the greatest storyline in the history of sports. And I'm saying that as a former WWE wrestler. Watch the video. You don't collapse after that because you need ice on your face. It's a concussion. I think the NFL is, again, opening itself up for uh, for more litigation. I think this is, again, indicative of the lack of leadership Roger Goodell runs the NFL like a third-world dictator. He does. You just never know. You know, it's literally like, what is this, a Bud Light commercial? Dilly dilly. <laughs> you know, you might have known somebody that might have deflated balls. Yeah, four games. You got a concussion. Yeah, put some ice. You're good. Uh, you beat your girlfriend up. Yeah, don't do that again. Uh, you saw him do it. Five games for you. I mean, it's just literally. There's Saddam Hussein is going, you know, do have some consistency. I mean, well, Roger Goodell. Uh, and I think, to get back to the concussion protocol a little bit, and I think you're right, I think there's a lot of uh, hypocrisy surrounding it and a lot of double standards, but I think, you know, it, it, I call it the tent of dignity uh, that they take them in. Uh, I call it the Heidi tent. The Heidi tent, the, the tent of dignity. They, um, There's a lot of ways to address this, Terry, that really wouldn't require a whole lot other than I think the season's too long. Sean dis- disagrees with me. Just not my much. Like, ain't about their health, JB. It never has been. Uh, that, that, that's why they're headed. It's to not it. about their health. Why you would think they would uh, would wake up with all the lawsuits against it's them? It's about the money. How many owners do you think are getting hit out there? Apparently, apparently not enough. I mean, how many owners do you really think are getting hit by six five, three hundred pound men running at full speed? I mean, the whole deal. They're gladiators. They're modern day, well paid modern day gladiators. They get paid a lot of money to put abuse on their body that very few people in the world can take over an extended period of time, and were stunned uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever years later that they have health issues. A lot. So now players are bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they hit harder. So what's the intelligent thing to do? We'll play more games. And we'll play on, we'll play on short weeks on a Thursday, and we'll have the rosters trimmed to like a Bowley Junior High, and we'll have, uh, you know, we'll, in other words, we'll do everything in our power. We'll keep the exhibition season, you know, uh, ridiculously long that it needs to be. Um, again, the like you said, Roger Goodell, I don't get – here. here's the only reason I can figure is exactly to your point. The only reason I can figure Roger Goodell was re-up because he's making the, G, the, the owner's money. That's it. That is what, but it, does it benefit the players? No. Now, granted, you can say, well, they signed the collective bargaining agreement and all that kind of stuff. It's on them because they signed it. Well, you know, you learned a lot of things through trial and error. And I don't, I'm not one to necessarily feel sorry for a lot of these guys because they're making millions. But it is an incredibly short career, um, and chances are you're going to have health problems as a result. Even, you know, uh, particularly those who play over like seven or eight years, they're going to have some really severe health issues, concussions being one of them. Uh, it just seems to me there seems to be an inordinate amount of former football players to get ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease. Try to figure that out. I think that has to do with a lot of it. So, I mean, I was familiar with Kevin Turner, the former Alabama back that died from that. So, uh, 
it's there needs to be a lot of things that be, need to be adjusted, and one of them is I know they're trying, but it, it, this is things medical te- medical advancement can't take the place of common sense, and the players are telling them common sense says don't play these short week games. Give our our bodies need every day possible off to rest. We need to play. You know, perhaps I don't know why you can't just play four. Go back to a fourteen game schedule, then start the playoffs. Money, baby, money. Couple texts in here, Sam, uh, and we're talking about going down on the knee. And, I, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. I just saw the hit the guy took. I, I can't tell you about faking, not faking. Sam says I've done it on the high school level, F level, so it's plausible. Uh, heard the Carolina sideline waved uh, the kid to go down, so the backup could have a chance to get throws in and get loose. Uh, a couple other people kind of the same way. I mean, we've all had the, I lost my contact, and you know, I, and, I, and I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm telling you this. I saw that dude take a shot. By, and he's a big guy, but he was a sitting duck. He took a shot. I don't know if he had the faculties, the mental faculties, because your head is scrambled when you take a hit like that. So you be able to go, okay, I'm going to lay down here for a while. or You know, I don't know. All I'm saying is when I read the NFL's new protocol, uh, for concussions that you have to be – if that didn't fall under that, guys, then I'm not sure what, what would. I, I just don't – I don't no. get that. And I, and I say that not as a Saints fan or, or Cam fan or hater or whatever. I'm just saying objectively uh, I did not get that. So moving on from the Saints, but, you know, the fourth and two, everybody's, you know, everybody's a, a genius if it works. And you're an idiot if it doesn't. You know, we got every person in America, ah, you're stupid, give the deep look. Just like with Oklahoma, just like with LSU, I'm going to go for that. And I'm going to tell you why. I've got a I've got a Hall of Fame quarterback who is the best quarterback left. And he was the best quarterback probably going in other than Brady in the playoffs. I'm going to put the ball in his hands. And if I lose, I lose. But – Carolina, how close did they come? And what if he'd have done this? What if they, if Carolina had come back and beat them, they'd have punted the ball, they'd have went in the end zone or out on the 10. Carolina, well, we should have went for it. We got a hard of bad quarterback, and we, we punted the ball. Everybody knows you go for that. I mean, you're, you're hosed one way or another. Sean Payton gets paid a lot of money to make those decisions. And you know what? You live with it. Everybody's an expert on everything until it doesn't work. And they're like, he should have known he wouldn't have gotten that. We should have run the ball. What they get you say? Forty-one yards, forty-one rushing yards. Right? I mean, so no, you're not going to run the ball. They tried to run the ball; it didn't work. And, and kudos to Carolina for a good game plan. Carolina's a good ball club, and, and you said that they've obviously learned a few things from their first two encounters with the Saints this year. And if that game could have gone either way, uh, the margin of error. But people don't realize. I mean, it, it amazes me every year. Like, what if there's already black, what do they call it Black Monday, where all the coaches are fired? Five, or I think this year. I mean, the margin is so thin in the NFL. Yes. As far as... Unless you're the Browns. Unless you're the Browns. Who had a parade. Good for them. They had an 0-16 parade. Hey, the mistake by the lake. Let's do it. Um, again, if you're in the... If you're, for example, you are Cleveland. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to have to try to rebuild that thing through the draft <laughs> and everything. But again, don't expect miracles. <laughs> But, I'm going to first down. Let's go for that. Let's go for a first down first, and then we'll, we'll we'll check that. But the Saints are – I mean, this is – if you really look at this year, for example, this has been a three-year build. Three years of 7-9, three years of 7-9. There's been a lot of things, players that have come in and out of that locker room. This was a – as you say so often, this 
took a cultural change, and it took a few years to get it to work. Sean Payton didn't forget how to coach. I, obviously, he did. He, he, he forgot to run the plays he ran when he ran the Super Bowl. Everybody was going to get rid of Sean Payton, this and that and the other, and all of a sudden, then this year comes along and, oh, well, we've got the great – no, you just – you don't have success every year. It's just the way it is. Even West Monroe doesn't win the state championship every year. Neither does Neville. Um, so, you know, it, it happens. This was a cycle that uh, – I mean, you're looking at Jimmy Graham playing in Seattle. You're looking at some very, very good, talented players playing elsewhere for reasons other than the fact that they can't – that they can catch the ball. There's some other things at play. It does make a difference what your culture is. Is your whole setup – and I think this is where Jeff Ireland deserves a lot of credit. And this last two drafts, I think, have been almost historical in the number of players that have made this team. To your point, Terry – it takes a while to instill a culture. It takes a, an organization to retain a winning culture. No, no question. Listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, we'll get back together uh, after this break. Talk a little, uh, I got LeVar Ball, stupid LeVar Ball tricks update from uh, Lithuania. <laughs> and now the NBA coaches are going after LeVar Ball because LeVar Ball, he's equal opportunity. He'll go after anybody, a little uh, beast, uh, championship football tonight. Uh, we're going to discuss uh, yeah. that and more. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Second sponsored by our friends at Jimmy Cooley. reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie, and I'll be back in a moment. If you have been waiting for a full-service technology company for your office in Ruston, the wait is over. Mobius Ruston is now open. I'm Nicole Morgan with Mobius Ruston, and we're excited to partner with your office with products from Samsung, HP, and Lanier. We don't want your business to be down, so we offer same-day service and a loaner service also. We're now open in Ruston at 303 South Bonner Street. Call Mobius Ruston for an appointment at 318-242-2200. We will show you how a full-service technology company partners with your business. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. Start the year off right with these huge discounts at Jim Taylor and Rustin. Get 12000 off MSRP on a 2017 F-150, a 2017 Edge, 21987 a 2017 Fusion, 18987 a 2017 Focus, 12987 And come see the all-new 2018 Expedition. If this tag is on your car, you know you got a great deal and great service at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston. Price plus TTNL dock and notary fees. Stock number 17182, 17339, 17528, 17632. Must finance through Ford Credit with approved credit to qualify. Washita Valley. Making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley. 
making good things happen. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Hey, great news tonight. Uh, the Alabama-Georgia game, uh, at least in Central Florida, has been canceled. This is the uh, this is the consolation game, according to uh, Danny White, uh, who's the athletic director of Central Florida. They are putting a national championship banner up. They're having a parade. They're having rings made uh, to celebrate Central Florida's national championship. The justification? Uh they beat Memphis twice, who was ranked, and they beat Auburn, who beat Alabama and Georgia. Therefore, they're the national champions. They're undefeated, and they are national champions. Well, <clears throat> and I'm a porn star. It's uh, you, you gotta you gotta love the moxie of uh, Central Florida. No, you don't. Um, no, oh yeah, you no, gotta, no, absolutely, you do not. Yeah, you gotta go. Well, hey, listen, I know I'm not the. Uh, they actually. Now they've got believing that, you know, they're the best. They're they don't believe that. Terry, they don't believe Terry, it. Stop. They don't. Stop, stop. Come Please. on. You know there's some fan bases here in the state of Louisiana that think that LSU is second fiddle to them. Now, there may be a few of them, and LSU may be academics. I don't know. But, I mean, they're saying, oh, we're, 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 you know. I mean, you know some of those Lafayette people? You know them? Well, I know them well. And they're like, I've got to, you know, it's it's great. I mean, I think delusion serves you well because those are the kind of people that are going to open up their pocketbooks because they're so crazy they, they think they are, so let them do it. I mean, just because you have a yellow jumpsuit doesn't make you a taxi cab. Well, to quote LeVar Ball, most of these people don't know to stay in their lane. Which, you know, if you're a Cajun or a Tech fan, you're going, we don't care. As long as you give us money, you know, there's the four horsemen over there at Tech. I mean, you know who they are. We all know. I mean, right, wrong, or different, you got to love the fact that they put their money where their mouth is. <laughs> and God rest his soul, Dr. Gerald was one of them. He threw money like a drunk gypsy at them. And it worked. And, you know, he, uh, I mean, you got to admire that kind of right, wrong, or indifference. you got to uh, appreciate that kind of loyalty and, uh and dedication to your alma mater, um, and which he had. And um, <laughs> I didn't necessarily, you know, I think it, it hurt him in, in a lot of ways, but if you have that kind of, you, you got to at least believe in your product. And the people in Lafayette and, and so forth, they and, and, and in tech, they believe in their product. Okay, I, look, Central Florida, I get that you had a good team. Central Florida, I, I, look, I get you had a good team. I, I, I do, I'll give you that. And you beat Auburn, who beat Alabama and Georgia, but that same Auburn team lost to LSU, who lost to Troy, who lost to South Carolina. I mean, we could go on and on and on and on and on, right? And I did that one on a social media post. I did a research of who lost to who. So basically the best team in the country is North Dakota State. <laughs> well, by the time you – yeah. I could trace it all the way back. And to the Bison. To the Bison. Yes. Uh, 
but just it's Central Florida. Really? We're the national champions. We, why are you national champions? Because we didn't lose. Well, I know that there was an impressive road victory over Connecticut, and I know you uh, you got past North Texas. And what did the guy say? They had a uh, Paul Feinbaum had a deal yesterday. I think Chuck Hunt sent it to me. Feinbaum was interviewing uh, as Mike Bi- I think as Mike Biaggi is the big time sports writer down in Orlando who who, who genuinely believes that Central Florida is the national. Ch- he really believes it. Uh, it's sort of an impassioned thing. He goes, well, look, Central Florida had just as many top 25 victories as Alabama. And Paul Simon goes, Alabama just beat by double figures the number one team in the country, Clemson. And he said, yeah, but we beat Auburn. Who beat Alabama? Who beat the number one team in the country? Okay. And your other two wins? We beat Memphis twice. So Feynman countered. He goes, well, they, they beat LSU. Well, they lost to Troy. Who lost to Auburn? Who we beat? I mean, it's, it's the ultimate gotcha game. And then he said, well, you know, uh, Alabama beat Florida State. And he started laughing. Well, we all know how they ended up. He goes, no, but to start the year, Florida State was number two in the country. Right. They were fully loaded at that point. Uh, but it's just a ridiculous thing that the Central Florida people, it's the not ready for primetime players, whether well, it was a conspiracy to keep us out. No, Central Florida needs to pull the TCU. You want to be recognized get into a Power 5 conference, and I'm sure of expansion coming up. ACC. Uh, ACC is a possibility uh, and so more like that. But, you know, two years ago, you were 0-12. Right. And Biachi makes a good point. He goes, I'm not telling you every year they could do it. I'm not. Once every five, six years, you see a team like Houston or Boise State or, or Central Florida. But, Jamie, here's my question for you. Did the committee not get this right? And before people start inundating me with, they didn't even win their own conference, and they don't deserve to be there, can anybody in their right mind tell me Alabama is not one of the four top teams in the country? Are you trying? A coward had this point. Are you trying to be right, or are you trying to get it right? There's a difference. Can you tell me Alabama is not one? Well, they didn't deserve it because they, they lost one game on the road at Auburn. And Auburn obviously was a very, very good team. Are you going to try to tell me Wisconsin is better? Are you going to try to tell me Central Florida is better? For, forget optics. I mean, is Alabama not – can you make that argument they're not one of the four best teams in the country? And the answer is no. No, you can't. I mean, I think they, without question, they deserve to be there, but also would love to have seen uh, – would love to have seen a Central Florida in there, and I'd love to have seen a Ohio State. Okay, who are you going to take out for Central Florida? We got our four schools. We got our four slots. You can't under the four games. You, you can under a 8 or 16. Okay, so you're going to bump Auburn for Central Florida? No. Because okay, let's look who you we know, would have had. You can, you, in an 18th Look playoff. who we would have had, though. We've got the four that we have in there now. Ohio State five. would be five. Auburn would be six. Wisconsin seven. Wisconsin seven. And you're, are you going to shut the Pac-12 out? Yes. Are you going to take USC or are you going to take Central Florida? Are you going to take Penn State or are you going to take Central Florida? This year you do take out the Pac-12. Not every year, but this year. Uh, USC was – I think USC is a top-10 team. Uh, Ish? Top-15. Well, they're certainly a top-10 team. That's why you go to a 16 um, playoff. But you, you're right, and there's still going to be the argument about the 17, just like you would go into an 8. But for whatever reason, Bill Hancock and that crowd thinks that sport – and there's a lot of good reasons for it. Did they get it right? Yeah. But there's always going to I mean, maybe they like this because, it, 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 you know, they have people talking all day long about the 14 playoff, why it should be eight. So they're, they're getting what they're getting the bang for their buck. 
Absolutely. But I think you could make the argument that Central Florida, like, and you and I talked about this, this is what I love about the NCAA tournament. It's the opportunity of David to knock off the line. You win it on the court. You win it on You're the court. You're taking politics exactly. out. A couple texts in here. <laughs> Somebody said I need to chill. Yeah, I've had a tough week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, USC uh, has as much – Central Florida has as much claim as USC did back in 2003. Um, <laughs> five conference champ. What was it? Five conference champ, one G5 team, two wild cards. Set the rules, stick with them. Richie, it's not a bad idea. The media has taken the US- UCF thing too seriously. That's because they're bored with Alabama Georgia. That's why the media is blowing this thing up, because they don't want Alabama and Georgia. Oklahoma and Bama would have been an epic you could sell that. I don't think they even want that. I think they, I think they want, you know, ideally, I think they would love a geographical balance like a USC representing the West and Notre Dame from the Midwest and then a team from the South and a team from the East Coast. Would the SEC have two teams in if they played a nine-game conference schedule? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. That was uh, Dwayne from Homer. Thank you, Dwayne, for chiming in on the uh, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text live, which is and maybe actually getting quite a few. We've hit a nerve here. Triple eight. Nine nine three seven seven six two. Maybe we should go to it. Maybe they should go to a nine-game SEC slate and lo- only have three. Of course, that that hurts a lot of schools who are looking for a tough non-conference payout, like a ULM and a you know an attack. But I think you could still squeeze one or two of those. You're trying to you're trying to cut the number of those down anyway. Well, we're not being even across the board. What they're saying, I mean, is. Now, I, think it's, I agree it's kind of awkward. Well, well you're getting you're getting uh, UT Chattanooga, yeah. you're getting Troy, although they beat LSU. Well, I mean, you're, but you're getting those teams in there, and the Pac-12 is going, hey, we were shut out again in the Final Four, and we're playing nine conference games. You also have the situation, the argument made by the Big 12. Oh, no, excuse me, the Big 10, which is 12 teams or 14 or whatever. But anyway, those, schools, big. those schools in the Midwest, like – Oh, I don't know, Michigan, okay, Ohio State. They made the rule, if you recall, no no teams, not even North Dakota State anymore. Right. You play. Power five. The, the, the weakest conference you'll play will be max schools, which is pretty decent football. I mean, decent, not this year's bowl records, but pretty good football. You don't play a level below. So if you're, most of your non-conference games are going to be against max schools. Greg, Greg is right. Greg goes, geography doesn't matter. Best teams play. I agree. I think right now the best two teams in the country, uh, and they played to get in. Alabama, Clemson, the top four play. Yeah, I mean, did the committee uh, all the junk on the political part of it? You know, for the Janny Canals and all the people that are butthurt because the Southern teams playing, and and, and I see that. Did the committee get it wrong? And before you tell me Alabama, you got to win your conference to get in. They did that with LSU. Are they not one of the four best teams in the country? And I don't think you can make the argument they are not. No, and, I, you know, you hope that there's – I mean, if you're not – if you're upset with Alabama being there every year, you hope that there's a, a – the only way you're, Alabama's not going to keep making it every year is they're just not going to keep getting top recruiting classes every year. Because right now, when they're healthy, I mean, they've got two linebackers to be out for this. they get four back that were hurt that are all up for of some sort of, you know, for being in the NFL one day. It's just a deep team right yeah. now in the country. And right now, that's Ohio State. It is. Listen to Sports Talk 97.7. Cherry Walter, Jamie Fox. This segment brought to you by friends of Powerworks. We'll make pizza by sign. Go to the Tower Drive. Back in a minute. 
time, the invaluable currency of life. It is the cosmic yarn that weaves the itchy sweater of existence, and each passing moment a tug of the string, continuously pulling until our sweaters are no more. Time is precious. So don't waste time. Go to johnnysph.com. Check out our menu and select the pizza that fits you. Start your order from home or on the go with the Johnny's app. Johnny's Pizza House. Let's share a slice. Rocket Fest Car Wash. Rocket Fest. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. Sparkling clean in four minutes. We'll show you how. Get it clean as can be. Yeah, baby. Right now. Come on down. You will see. A great wash. Green vacuums. Now with six locations from Monroe to our newest on Mansfield Road in Shreveport. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. We have a huge selection of modular homes, lighted, decorated, and air-conditioned for your shopping comfort. For 40 years now, Greg Tilly's has been saving you thousands. Visit our photo gallery at tillysmodular.com or see us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. Tornadoes, hurricanes, blizzards, wildfires. When a natural disaster strikes, the Army National Guard's citizen soldiers are on the ground at a moment's notice. Whether saving lives, protecting property, or restoring hope they're driven by something greater a calling to serve their community if you feel called to step up stand out and serve others visit nationalguard.com learn about the benefits of part-time guard service like earning a paycheck gaining career skills and help with college tuition are you driven by something greater check out the army national guard at nationalguard.com how does it feel you're officially living on the edge Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foss. This segment brought to you by my great friend and former guard, Bobby Manning, attorney in law, who was in the Superdome, I think, yesterday. I don't doubt it. Uh, he is a huge is he Saints huge? guy. I mean, he got all the regalia and... Uh, the Florida Leaves, you know, every Bobby, Bobby, when it comes to Saints, Bobby does not delay. Bobby, Bobby he goes to see the Heat a lot. Yeah. He goes to see the Miami Heat with LeBron. Bobby's a, Bobby's a sports guy now. Oh, yeah, he loves it. Bobby's a serious sports guy. But go, in addition to being a sports guy, he is a tremendous attorney, criminal defense, wrong for that, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, uh, attorney at law. All right, so LeVar Ball. Who needs an attorney? Who needs an attorney? A bunch of them. And some bodyguards because he's in Lithuania. He's over there with his two kids, and they're getting ready to start their uh, pro career. And uh, what's, the, what's the name of the reporter that's over there with him? Uh, not from Memphis. Oh, God. Know, what, he, drew, what, he, he drew a what's short, that guy? He drew a short straw there, didn't he? Oh, he, uh, Jeff, uh, gosh. Tabor, what's the guy's name? So what's, what's the reporter over there? From uh, Memphis? Yeah, I think the guy's from Memphis. As an ESPN guy. Well, anyway, he's with in, in Lithuania with the boys. He's in Lithuania with the boys. Oh, so Lamar never. Jeff Goldman. Who? Is it Jeff Goldman? Goldman. Yeah. Okay. Out of out of Memphis. So Jeff is uh, 
is doing live LeVar Ball reports over there. And so the kids are, are getting ready for their pro debut, and he's, you know, doing his usual, uh, you know, hyperbably, uh, hyperbably. Is that hyperbole? Yeah, that's what you said. Right. Uh, at any rate, he's doing that, and then they ask him about the Lakers. Now, Magic Johnson and the Lakers had to call this guy in about a month ago and say, "Look, you, you gotta, you gotta tone it down, dude. You, you gotta tone it down." They call Lavar in. Yeah, they call Lavar in for a sit down. So Lavar is in Lithuania. By the way, uh, the well, that's by design. Is that hey, we'll pay for the trip. No, no, no. They're over there playing in the lowest league in the world. Uh, Lavar said they'll be all be on the Lakers by 2020. I uh, said a bunch of other things, but uh, oh, by the way, he met the coach. They all met the coach. This the coach of the Lithuanian team the Ball brothers are playing for speaks no English, and this is from from people that know him and the reports about there speaks no English, curses and yells all the time in Lithuanian. I don't know if you've ever been cursed unless you've been cursed in Lithuanian. Wow! And his side job, he said, you can't make this up, man. He sells meat out of the trunk of his car to his players. Ah, a la Icky Woods. Like water buffalo. I got some water buffalo steaks here. Gerotolitis, uh, would you like some? Yeah, well, here, you you not, you, you want to start, so you got to buy this bison here out of the trunk of my car. Yeah, so anyway, so Lavar, they asked Lavar Ball about him. And uh, he said, well, it doesn't matter because uh, basketball is universal. They said, well, what about your kids? It doesn't matter. They can play, yada, yada, yada. Then they asked him about Luke Walton of the Lakers. Said, look, Lonzo's bored. All the Laker players have lost respect for Luke Walton. Now, before he said Luke Walton was too soft on the Lakers, he can't coach, he doesn't know what he's doing. He himself, Lavar, would be a better coach for the Lakers than Luke Walton. And so he's doubled down on this now. Yeah, because he pulls them off the court every time a call is good. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you've been an AAU coach, so that's obviously, uh, you know, grounds to be NBA head coach. At any rate, uh, he calls out Charles Barkley. He calls out Sterling, uh, Shannon Sharp. He calls out, uh, what's the guy that goes on Cowherd, Nick Wright. Uh, he calls them by name. They're all losers. They don't know what they're talking about. I'm the man. They're idiots. Uh, Charles Barkley doesn't, I mean, he goes down the list and says, Luke Walton, they need to fire him. He doesn't know what he's doing. So Rick Carlisle, who's sort of the dean of NBA coaches, uh, Rick Carlisle is the uh, – Jim Carrey lookalike for the NBA coaches, and and very successful in Dallas. Been down the last couple of years. They're trying to rebuild, and I'm a Mavericks fan, as you guys know. Uh, and they're bad. They're worse than the Pelicans. Uh, they're the Pelicans without AD and the idiot Boogie Cousins. <laughs> they don't even have a star. We got we got Dirk Nowitzki. He's like 210 years old. Yeah, he's at least, uh, at least. Dirk Nowitzki fought the Battle of 1812. I mean, he and he was he was older then. At any rate, uh, Rick Carlisle calls him out the other day. He goes, look, we are a partner with ESPN. Talking about the NBA. Because the NBA has really doubled down on the NBA. I mean, they're, they're, they are seriously involved. They're they're married. Yeah, they're they are married to the NBA with yes, that TV deal. Yes, they are. Rick Carlisle said they're a partner. And he goes, they're a great partner. But the fact that they are giving airtime to LeVar Ball, and a lot of NBA teams are saying, look, we're not going to talk to reporters that give him airtime. Mm-hmm. And so they're just tired of it. Can't blame them. They, and, uh, and I think if you look at, wouldn't it be interesting uh, while LeVar Ball's over there? Uh, now, keep it. Now, what LeVar's got to keep in mind, he's a lot closer now to Vladimir than he is to Donald. Donald was the one that, that pulled his kids out, uh, out of the uh, proverbial. The Chinese clink. 
thank you. I was going to use something a little more colorful, but thank you. And and flew him back over here. Now, of course, Laval, the idiot, said was mad because he didn't bring him back on it. They bring him back on Air Force One. He's lucky. They were looking at 10 years. Wouldn't it be interesting if the old Vlad pulled another one of those coups over there at Lithuania and tries to take it over? And LeVar and the two sons are stuck over there at the mercy again of the president he loves to hate. And he's saying, well, and, and the coach can't even speak English. And, you know, well, here, have a bison steak or something out of the trunk till we can get this settled. And LeVar, that probably, and my feeling is right now, if I'm the L.A. Lakers, they're probably trying to find a way to make that happen. Do you know who runs the Lithuanian Professional Basketball League, Jamie? Uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, well, that and the Russian mafia. Hmm? I mean, think Tony Soprano with a Russian accent. Those, those guys are not going to stay in your lane. Okay. What happened to LeVar? I don't know. If I'm LeVar, I mean, <laughs> he went to buy some reindeer steak and never came back. Uh, what LeVar is banking on is people would really care if he disappeared. Not really. And I can tell you there's a lot of people right now in the L.A. Laker front office that wouldn't be disappointed if oh, uh, oh, Vlad decided to pull a coup and, and, uh, and take him hostage. And then let's see, when they sit in the gulag next to, uh, I don't know, maybe a former Russian weightlifter that didn't, you know, that blood doped or something. You, you know, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> Who finished third? Who finished third? Uh, you know, listen, that's when you stay in your lane, LeVar, and you should have stayed not only in your lane, you should have stayed on U.S. soil, but that being what it is, uh, your mouth is, fixed, is, is already uh, about to uh, try to cash a check that your can't, account can't, uh, can't cover. But, hey, you know what? You're the smartest man on the planet. You uh, just ask you. And uh, it's always great to be the smartest person in the room when you're on foreign soil. See how that works out for you. And, the, and unfortunately, you took your two kids with you. Hopefully, they'll be okay. Well, they, they uh, interviewed uh, Luke Walton about it. He was probably a dad. No, Luke Walton said, look, you know, they asked him, hey, LeVar said you lost control of the team. You can't coach. Uh, and Luke Walton says, look, I, you know, I don't worry about that. Uh, I just worry about our team. And as long as Lonzo is, is good, my relationship with him is good. And then they interviewed Lonzo Ball, who, again, has to clean up his dad's mess. Right. Again, Lonzo goes, look, he could have, he's a grown man. He can have whatever opinion he wants. If the coach does not affect me, I go and play. And so here's a situation where your 19-year-old is much more mature than the publicity-seeking father. What do you want to bet Lonzo, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, LeVar Ball is going to be on one of these, like, celebrity boxing matches, like with Donnie, Dana Bonaducci and, oh, sure. and, you know, Flavor Flav. He's going to be on celebrity rehab at some point. Sure I mean, will. you see that coming, right? No, it's a, it's, I, can, you it, I mean, he's almost starting to show his hands now, isn't he? You can kind of predict I fully predict WWE again or something like that Saturday. Yeah, him and Dennis Rodman play one on one in like North Korea or something. Now it ought to be a, it ought to be a rule that he loses the, the match automatically if he takes his shirt off. I mean, Lavar does that again. You're you're gone, Mister. I mean, you can't do that. But uh, anyway, we'll see. I mean, How about this one though? Here, here's another one for you. Uh, TV Teddy, you don't even know who I'm talking about. Ted Valentine uh, came to prominence. College basketball official, been doing it for 30 years. Came to prominence. By ejecting Bobby Knight back in his heyday in the mid '80s at Indiana. Is that with Bobby through the chair? No, that was in Puerto Rico. Okay. Uh, this was Ted. He and Bobby Knight had, and, and a lot of these officials, you don't get that. Officials have enormous egos. The higher you get, the bigger the ego. It's like you got to send a big ego guy to referee John Calipari and people like that. And so Ted Valentine 
<clears throat> it came out the other day. He had a controversy uh, against Wake Forest. And, and Ted Valentine, no stranger to controversy. He's one of these guys that loves it. Pretty good official, bigger ego. And there was a Wake Forest game. I'm trying to think who they played. Uh, maybe even Wake Forest and Duke or somebody like that. No, it was North Carolina. And so there was a kid that, that Ted Valentine made a call. The kid didn't like the call, so he was bringing the ball back to Ted Valentine. But he was going to talk to him prior to giving him the ball. Well, Ted Valentine has his hands motioning, give me the ball. Kid wouldn't give it to him. He kept talking. So Ted Valentine, who's a big dude, Ted Valentine's probably six four, six five. He's a big guy. Turns his back on the kid on the baseline, refuses to talk to him until the kid puts the ball down. And so now he's catching all kind of grief on this. And uh, Ted Valentine did a interview later. He goes, "I'm thinking about retiring. I've had enough of people blowing this stuff up. I think I've had a stellar career. And it's time to get ready to walk away." Now he's been very. He's been nicknamed TV Teddy. The dude loves to be the guy that people are talking about. You know, everybody – and you see officials like this sometimes. And you see some really good officials that are sort of like this. And you see other officials that are not. Officials are like coaches and players. They got egos. And you have some people, literally officials, that think that people come to games to watch them officiate. Really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man, that official – man, that block call, one of the best calls. Did you see his mechanics on that? The unbelievable egos. With you know, that. he calls a lot of guys, at least he has in the past. I don't know if he still does it. I don't know how big his ego is, but uh, former Braves catcher Bruce Benedict. Calling a bunch of games? Yeah, I've seen him call a bunch of games around here, and uh, I don't know how big is it, but the guy's still in great shape, but you know, he's got to be. But uh, no, I don't go to see the visuals. I kind of like to hope that when I'm watching the game, they, they're. You know, they're an invisible part of it, but uh, there's no question that. But the NFL officials over I'm the I'm sure weekend. you wish that too a few times a year. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. They got a job to do. Jamie was I funny mean. because uh, I, I sort of developed a pretty decent relationship with the officials. Uh, when I was at Southeastern, my, my head coach, who tremendous, tremendous, tremendous coach, learned a lot from, was a little volatile from time to time with the officials. A little. So I would end up talking to him a lot of times, just basically because I was a little calmer. And so that sort of carried over me with the head coach. That's when they started throwing pennies at you. Most of the time, no, that was at other arenas. Most of the time, you can uh, you can deal with them, but you get some, especially they're literally like Cartman, the respect my side. Those guys are, are off the charts. They they have thin skin, and if they're wrong, and you call them on being wrong, they get mad at them. So it's a double whammy. And so you see a lot of those guys out there, and it's a thankless job in a lot of cases. It is. You can be right 99% of the time, and that 1% people are going to remember. That's just, it goes with the territory. And so it's just dealing with them, understanding that you're not a victim. They're bad officials. Uh, they make bad calls sometimes. There's good officials. Look at the NFL. That's the highest level football officials in the world. Look at this. I mean, you want to talk about go going having a bad record this weekend? My God. Look at the NFL officials. It was awful. We'll get to that more. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. This segment brought to you by our friends at Spontavale. Pamper the special people in your life, folks. Valentine's Day coming up. Birthdays. Uh, early Christmas. Or whatever you need. You don't need it. Or even you just need, Yeah, get out of the doghouse package. Indeed. Whatever you need. Spontavale. Pamper the special people in your life. Go see them on Lammy Lane in Monroe. 318-807-1060. Spontavale. Monroe. Back in a minute.
Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. Washtenaw Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washtenaw Valley, making good things happen. Are you due? You jump in. Eighteenth at Louisville, Well Road at Cypress, Farmerville Highway in Ruston, and RickBreens.com. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital, specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Hunger knows no age, race, or religion. This is Mayor Dave Norris asking you to help combat hunger in our area. You can do that by contributing to the Food Bank of Northeast Louisiana. The Food Bank distributes food to 74 agencies that in turn distribute food to those in need. To find out more, visit fbnela.org. Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Fox, getting ready to close down the Monday edition of the Hedge. Charlie with a text. Uh, the officials from the longest yard would have been better this weekend. Charlie, I'm going to ask you, was that the Burt Reynolds longest yard or the Adam Sandler, or does it really matter? Uh, officials, uh, really, really difficult time this weekend with the NFL. Uh, and again, I mean, 
They're scrutinized. That goes with the territory. Uh, speaking of scrutinized, Jamie Foxx, I got Alabama strength coaches smashing the runner-up trophy. Scott Cochran, New Orleans native. Dude, body slams it. LSU grass. Uh, Alabama not playing for second place. What's your thoughts on tonight? I, by the way, I'm bitterly disappointed. And if he's listening, I think we both certainly send our, our best wishes out to our, our great friend Mark Kramer, who Mark Kramer invited us to a party at his house to watch the national championship. And unfortunately, Mark has succumbed to uh, the flu. Well, there would be uh, obviously there were going to be there was going to be confetti, dancing girls, the whole nine yards. This is Mark Kramer. I, I, I get, I, I know, but uh, it, that's, I'm trying to cheer up Mark right now. Uh, he is taking a turn for the worse with this uh, flu, like so many of you are suffering from. Are you telling me he spent over three hundred dollars in decorations? I'm saying activities? I'm going to say he probably got pretty close to it. And uh, but anyway, he's. Uh, we're wishing Mark, if you're listening out there, the best. Hope you get better soon, buddy. We have uh, we missed you Saturday, of course, and we're also uh, going to miss you today. Uh, but I will take uh, I will try to fill Mark's uh, shoes at three o'clock. I wasn't able to be on with Sean Friday, uh, so I got a I got a sabbatical there. Uh, but good luck, Mark, and good luck to uh, congratulations. I guess are in order for Alabama and and uh, Georgia again, and. Uh, this is going to be a very good matchup, student versus pupil, I guess, as they say. Uh, Saban against uh, Kirby Smart. Remember, nobody thought Alabama should be in here. And I'm going to answer so far right now and say they're going to be the national champions again. Uh, don't like it, but that's the way it is. They're the uh, deepest, best team. Uh, Georgia's good. Georgia's real good. Georgia's playing at home. Well, uh, I mean, it's basically a home game for Alabama. I mean, that's what it was. No, it's a home game for Georgia. It is. Okay, don't it kid is. yourself. It's a home game for Georgia, but uh, and Georgia having to go way out to California. I mean, you know, Kiffin was on Feinbaum. Was he? Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I wish I'd seen that. And, and Saban was doing his usual. And, poison? No, he was like, you know, I don't have but a week to prepare. Kiffin goes, it's like two road games in a row. I mean, you're complaining. You went to New Orleans. Kirby Smart, Georgia, had to go to Los Angeles. I mean, come on. What do you expect? Kevin's, Kevin's, I, it is refreshing to see Lane away from the uh, from the doghouse. The, the best quote for Kiffin, though, Paul Baumgart goes, Lane, look, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but, yeah, I probably am. He goes, you know, great year at Florida Atlantic, obviously. Uh, job opening at Arizona. If they contacted you, would you be interested in it? And Kiffin, it was masterful. Kiffin said, you know, we are so happy here at Florida Atlantic. It is such a great place. We are fo- so focused on next year. And uh, Five Mom goes, well, I'll take that as a yes. He goes, I never thought that I would hear you dodge a question like Saban, but uh, there you go. And Kippa goes, well, I did learn something there in my couple of years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, ching, exactly. I like it, Lane. Yeah. Uh, if you're looking for uh, a rebuttal, uh, I love what Kiffin said about, you know, his taxes and everything. If you think about this, why leave Florida Atlantic right now? You're living in a – is it that there's no state income tax. No state income tax. As he says, half of his money goes to his ex-wife Layla anyway. And the other Kiffin ain't sweating a mortgage payment. Yeah, well, anyway, I think he's got like a $3 million house down there in Boca. But it, it's it's kind of interesting to see. Well, I did learn a few things. You know, I did learn something for, because uh, I guess Saban went out, but I didn't even realize this on his offensive coordinator in the semifinal yeah. game. 
And then Fine Bob goes, well, how do you he calls those butt shoes with me, and he just calls them adjustments with the other guy. <laughs> he goes, it is what it is. That's what Kiffin does. He goes, I learned a lot from Coach Saban. And, you know, you can tell there's not uh, – they're not texting a whole lot with each other. No, but now, he, I think he is with Kirby Smart. I think he's very close with Kirby Smart. Yeah. But but Kiffin has something interesting to say about probably this. probably texting Can you believe we put up with that no. for all those years? No, Kiffin has something interesting to say about the game. And he said, here's the problem, because both these guys – Saban and Kirby are defensive guys. Right. He goes, so now all the offensive guys are having to change all their signals because everybody knows everybody's stuff. And he goes, that's going to be an interesting thing. The game within the game is what the offenses are trying to fool the defenses. The defenses have the head start on. So, you know, I extrapolate out of that. Are you going to see more motion penalties tonight? Are you going to see more delay of game penalties when kids are quite not understanding the adjustments that have been made? Well, you got great coordinators on both of those sides of the ball. You've got on Alabama, you've got Jeremy Pruitt calling his, you know, his last game as a defensive coordinator at Alabama, and you got Brian Dabble, who was, uh, you know, with the Patriots on Georgia's side of the ball. You got a guy that's been around at a number of schools in the SEC, Jim Chaney, was at Purdue and and so forth, and also they play uh, football at Purdue. They do now, Tennessee, and um, they don't play at Tennessee. Yeah, they will be soon. Did you have Alvin Kamara? What Kamara at Tennessee last year? Uh, yes, he was. <laughs> the year before he was. Oh, <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway. 2016, well, yeah, and that's why Blitz Jones is no longer coaching there. But you've got, uh, you know, you got also uh, Mel Tucker calling defense. Well, let's be Sounds honest. Sounds like a country music star. Well, Mel is Mel is, is not country, uh, but he is a uh, – was uh, in, he was in line for a couple of head coaching jobs. He's been under Saban as well. So uh, all these staffs know each other extremely well. They recruited the same players. They – you know, they probably know each other like a back of a hand. So I agree with Lane. It's going to be the game within the game. It's going to come down probably to who turns the ball over less and, and who, uh, you know, you're going to have to take advantage of everything. This could be one of those 17-13 games. Oh, absolutely. I think the lower score of the game, the better Alabama has. Yeah. Uh, I think Georgia has got it. Well, give me your take on the game, and I'll give you my quick analysis. we got about, uh, oh, I don't know, two minutes. I'm going to go, uh, I was, if Alabama didn't, Alabama's, I think, relatively healthy again. I think Lester Cotton's missing this one. Dylan Moses and Anthony Jennings, I know, are three that are out for Alabama, but they also got some of those guys. I'm going to go Alabama. I'm going to go Alabama 24, uh, Georgia, Georgia 20. I think the last. And I can't think because even – And, by the way, part of that 24 is going to be another defensive touchdown, yeah. fun return, interception. Yeah, something, say, special something, team, something. Something like that. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I think it's going to be just a attrition game. I'm anxious to see the line of scrimmage play, offensive and defensive line, who could win that. Uh, Georgia's going to be tested with Alabama as far as the defense goes because Alabama's defense is much, much better than uh, what Oklahoma's was. And I think if there's an advantage, Alabama's defense has that advantage. I think Jalen Hurts does enough with his legs to get Alabama over the top with that one. Uh, the young freshman quarterback has done really well for Georgia. He hasn't faced anything like Alabama. And so, my opinion, the last non – and I tried to think about this. What is the last non-running quarterback or be able to, to run this beat Alabama? Pocket passers have not beat Alabama. If you look at who's beating them, Chad Kelly beat it at Ole Miss. The kid the year before, the transfer from A&M, they could run a little bit, uh, the pretty boy kid. Boy, Bo Wallace. Yeah, Bo Wallace, who, who could run a little bit. 
Uh, even going back to Jordan Jefferson when LSU beat him, from Johnny Manziel to Deshaun Watson, those teams that dual threat has given Alabama problems. This kid's a pocket passer. This kid's a, a Drew Brees-sized uh, kid. So I think Alabama's just going to tee off. If they can hit some stuff early, I think uh, it, it loosens things up. But if Alabama, I, I think Alabama's like the Anaconda. I think it, once it starts squeezing, it's going to squeeze the life out. Georgia needs some breaks early and, uh, and often to, to be able to stay in it. I'm going to go uh, Alabama 28, Georgia 17. Been a good show, Jamie. Look forward to breaking the national championship game down tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be fun. We might get uh, fake Coach O. Uh, back off the road to to come in, and uh, we got to talk about the defensive coordinator and our offensive coordinator uh, at LSU. And uh, there is no rumor to the to, there's no truth to the rumor they are paying me not to coach LSU football. Although I keep hoping. Well, they're happy they got out of that thing for 1.7 mil as opposed to the total. Oh, I know. Anytime I pay 1.7, I'm I'm really happy. At any rate, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Uh, our thanks to our sponsor today, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, Spa and Avail, GB Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause. We did a special mix. Powers Gourmet Pizza by Design, Bobby Manning, Attorney Law, and our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Panorama Hospital, US 165 North in Monroe, 318 345 For Jamie Fox, I'm Terry Walter, and for John Tabor. Make sure you guys stay tuned this afternoon. I'm sure Sean Fox, the sports company, and the aforementioned uh, Jamie Fox will be on there as well to do a little bit more breakdown of the Chester Championship game and let the Saints celebration begin. I know Sean Fox probably wore his Saints underwear to work today. Uh, that's just a bad visual, and I apologize. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.